0: what's up brother you know what it is god knows every time it's your boy Spoke. i felt like we had to take him a little deeper address some issues that i'm seeing you know you're gonna talk to him one time we had to reload tell me why We got a question for you hey oh. somebody tell me why every time i look around people are hurting and they need a little hope to get them through somebody tell me why kids today are growing up without a purpose when they look around they don't know what to do somebody tell me why i can't even turn the television on because i can't stand somebody lying in the news why, why? why? The news. Tell it em. ain't like it used to be. Somebody, somebody tell me why Somebody tell me why Woke up one day, I feel like everything had change It's a far cry from what I used to know Back in the day, you see my grandpa told me Son, if you work hard, then you get paid But it's like every time I turn around, they taking that away I took my kids out of the public school And filled their heads with lies It's not he or she, it's day that there's a twisted up disguise You say you woke, but you won't Open up your eyes, the king is coming back soon One day you'll see you realize I feel like we're dealing with something not even political Look around, it's pitiful, I cannot eat what you feed me, I feel like the filter you give me is only subliminal huh turn around and pray hard i serve god of my family that's the answer that i'll give them when they ask me tell me why every time i look around people are hurting and they need a little hope to get them through somebody tell me why kids a day of growing up without a purpose when they look around they don't know what to do somebody tell me why i can't even turn the television on because i can't stand somebody lying in the news why it ain't Somebody, somebody tell me why Somebody tell me why Somebody tell me and I hate to even ask Why we can't see the future cause we focused on the past When your last year's problem's still weighing you down And the gossip's like a virus spreading over your town facts They keep us drowning while we drowning in debt Medicated on prescriptions, Mm -hmm. yeah that's really the threat No Isis ain't the crisis that we fight in my town It's methamphetamines and hydrocodone's taking us out I see the land of the brave Ain't a home for the free I'm from America but this don't Look American to me. We got zombies in the streets and they people I know. We waiting for the answer, so I'm hoping you can tell me why. Every time I look around, people are hurting and they need a little hope to get them through. Somebody tell me why. Kids today are day of growing up without a purpose. When they look around, they don't know what to do. Somebody tell me why. I can't even turn the television on because I can't stand somebody lying in the news. Why? 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 It ain't like it used to be, somebody, somebody tell me why Somebody tell me why You say you want it, but you only gonna get it If you give it everything that you got, that you got uh, We come from nothing, now we living like we are something And I'm feeling like I can't be stopped uh-uh. uh, I'm on a mission, this right here is more than music If you listen, you gon' feel when it drops, it drops, yeah There ain't no question, I've been covered by his blessings When I stand, you know I stand for the rock Somebody tell me why
1: it's pastor randy here with made free church i hope you guys are having a good evening and had a good day um and uh just uh you know change it up a little bit of schedule here because i'm working graveyards right now so um if you guys could just you know that's that's why we're going on right now anyway uh just an announcement before we get started if you guys need prayer please go to madefreechurch.org we have a whole intercessory prayer team that is set up to pray over your prayer request. And, and we believe in the essentials and power of prayer. Uh, and we'd, just, we'd, be, we'd be honored and we'd love to uh, pray for you. Now, uh, today we're gonna be uh, continuing our study in the Gospel of Luke. And we're gonna talk about the testimony of John the Baptist today, okay? So that being said, uh, a few things that I didn't do because I'm kind of in it for time. Um, so I, guys, uh, we right now are, um, you know, we're, we're in the midst of cleaning up a lot of things. Hold on, down. Wow, that's loud. My bad, guys. Sorry about that. Um, and uh, we're doing a lot of cleanup. We're doing a lot, you know, I just painted the pulpit. Um, there's like a lot of things where you're putting on a sticker on the pulpit and, we're getting things cleaned up so we can actually have church service, right? And uh, so, guys, pray for that. You know, um, you know, we we I've been going to this other church, uh, Reformed, um, uh, Reformed Christian Fellowship, which is a great church. Yes, they're Reformed and they're Calvinist, but it's where I found my home. I, I'm a non-denominational guy. Um, I am Reformed in the way that I think and 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 my theology and doctrine but you know um you know that doesn't mean that you know you're any different from me you know you may uh believe in in you know you may not be reformed you may not be armenian and stuff but you know if you believe that the bible is god's ultimate authority to us and you believe in the gospel of christ then you're my brother and sister in the lord you know i i I, you know i know there's some things that will be different and stuff like that but you know god is here you know um and and he lives inside us right um you know uh uh so that being said um let's get into prayer heavenly father we love you and we worship you god we just ask lord that you bless everybody that's on the podcast listening lord and everybody that is uh, gonna be watching on facebook and youtube Lord, we just ask for your blessings, Lord. Get this lowly preacher out of the way and let your word go forward. We love you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, guys, if you guys are on YouTube and Facebook and you guys want to go ahead and comment, uh, we're on StreamYard and everybody on the podcast. If you want to see live feeds, you can go to our Facebook group, Made Free Church, uh, or Made Free Church Idaho, uh, our page, and you'll be able to see our live streams, or you can go to. Uh, YouTube at Made Free Church and see us that way. One thing I do ask you guys is when you see this, push this video out, um, YouTube and and stuff like that. And if you guys can share it on, you know, the podcasting too, that would be great. That will get this message out to a lot more people, (coughs) excuse me, and um, it will help us, you know, know, uh, 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 get this message out, right? So let's get into it. All right. So, uh, you know, we're studying the life of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke in a, in, in, in a series that I'm calling to seek and to save the lost. See that the first two chapters of, of Luke's Gospel dealt with the prophecies and the birth of John the Baptist and Jesus, right? And then uh, what happened to Jesus following his birth. See that the, the the third chapter of Luke's Gospel begins by focusing on John the Baptist, right? John. Uh, had a remarkable, a remarkable ministry. You know, his preaching uh, was not designed to set people at ease, right? He sa- he saw himself as God's messenger who called people to repentance, and and, uh, and you know, although he was viewed as as a little odd, right? It uh, uh, it, it would not have been able it, that that would not be an overstatement. In other words, right? To say that. Uh he, he was a huge sensation, right? Thousands of people came to hear him preach and you can check that out in Matthew 3, 5. We also continue our study to John the Baptist today and I would like to examine the testimony of John the Baptist. So let's read uh, Luke chapter 3 verses 15 through 17 because that's where we're going to be at. So if you guys uh, want to, um, you know, get, uh, open up your word to that, that'd be great. I'll, I'll get a little bit a minute for that so let's read uh luke chapter 15 through 17 it says as the people were in in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning john whether he'd be the christ john answered them all saying i baptize you with water but he who is mightier than i is coming the strap of the sandals Uh, I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff will be burned with unquenchable fire. See, one of the greatest preachers of the last century, you know, was was Dr. Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, right? He once described... A stunning personal experience of the Holy Spirit's empowering his preaching on an unforgettable uh, occasion. He said, This, never do I think I have been so cautious of the power and the word and the gale of the Spirit. It is exceedingly difficult to go on living after such an experience, especially difficult to go on preaching. You know, Doctor uh, Lloyd Jones described what all true pre- preachers know, right? It, it is one thing to preach the word, and it's quite as an, it's it's quite another to preach in the power of the Holy Spirit. And and those who have heard and knew the doctor do not doubt a word of his testimony. His grandson Christopher Catheroyd writes this, and one thing he prayed for and one thing he relied on, the one thing he waited for, and the one thing above all else and beyond most other preachers of his generation, which thousands felt under his preaching was the uh, unction or the anointing of the Holy Spirit. See, we, we don't use the word unction much today, right? Uh, it, 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 it's because, you know, so much preaching lacks unction. Right? But unction is a good word. It describes the work of the Holy Spirit who anoints the preacher in such a way so to enable him to preach with penetrating power, clarity, and conviction. Listeners are uh, uh, riveted to the words of the preacher because in the very real sense of his words are coming from the Holy Spirit. And and this is what the listeners of John the Baptist experienced when they heard him preach, right? They they were captivated by his preaching, you know, perhaps to even a greater degree than any other preacher ever because John was filled with the Holy Spirit before birth, groomed by the Spirit for 30 years, and then launched into his ministry by the Spirit to prepare the way for Jesus. (coughs) And in Jesus' own words, there was no greater there was no one greater than John the Baptist, right? You can see that in Luke seven, chapter seven, verse twenty-eight, and chapter eleven, verse eleven, right? Hope you guys can hear me. Um, so this is in the context for the for the you know for the incident that I want to examine right today John's powerful preaching impacting thousands of people who were repenting of their sins and getting baptized and and so the people began to wonder if John was the Christ that is they began to wonder if John if John was the promised Messiah the promised deliverer The name Christ is an official title given to Jesus in the New Testament. It signifies his office as anointed savior and alludes to his spiritual qualifications for the task of saving his people. The word uh, derives from the Greek uh, Christos, right? Which uh, which translated in the Hebrew is Messiah, right? Which you can find that in John uh, chapter one, verse 41. Today, I want to look at the testimony of John the Baptist, right? I want to examine the testimony of John the Baptist. And and in Luke chapter three, verses 15 and 17, it will show us that Jesus is the Christ. Let's use the following outline. One, Jesus is, uh, John is not the Christ, excuse me. And two, Jesus is the Christ. So first, we learn that John is not the Christ, right? And, you know, Luke, Luke said, that the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, uh, whether he might be the Christ, right? But, but, but John was an overnight sensation. Thousands of people uh, came from Jerusalem and all over Judea and the entire region of Jordan just to hear him preach. All around the countryside, people were, were talking about John. They talked about his unusual lifestyle his powerful preaching and his cleansing baptism, and you know, and then the people began to wondering if John might be the Christ. Now, keep in mind that 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 messianic expectation were a little bit fuzzy, right? That people in John's day were aware of the Old Testament prophecy that one day God would send a Messiah, and that one that the one who would deliver them from oppression. And of course, the people wanted deliverance from the yoke of the military and political oppression of Rome. But the Christ was gonna was going to come, right? But that, that is that the Christ was was going to deliver them from sin and Satan and grant them liberty to worship and serve the true and living God. So it's quite understandable that the people wondered if John was, might be, you know the Christ. After all, he was the best candidate for more than over 450 years. And, and it could, could it be that God was finally acting? had, had God finally sent the deliver it to his people? But John knew that he was not the Christ. And when he heard the, the speculation whether he might be the Christ or not, he told them, that he, was n- that he was not the Christ, one who was far mightier than he was coming, that one would be Christ. Luke did not tell us whether John knew that his relative Jesus was the Christ, right? However, the apostle John records in his gospel that when Jesus came to John the Baptist to baptize him, John immediately said to Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world in John 129. And and, and 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 he then went to explain to the people that Jesus was the one who was mightier than he, and that Jesus was the Christ. Now consider John's testimony, right? He was the most popular and powerful preacher in all centuries, right? and people by the thousands were flocking to hear him preach. They wanted him to deliver them, but John would have none of it. One of the characteristics of a a faithful Christian preachers is that they refuse to allow the people to exalt them. Faithful Christian preachers like John exalt Jesus, right? That is the hallmark of faithful preaching, to exalt the person and work of Christ. Right, You know, in his commentary on Luke's gospel, Pastor Kent Hughes um, said that he once heard Evie Heal, the pastor of Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Los Angeles tell of a, a ministry of an elderly woman in the church whom they called 1800 because no one knew how old she was, right? 1800 was hard on unsuspecting preachers because she would sit in the front row Right. And as soon as the preacher began, she would say, get them up, referring to Christ. Right. And after a few minutes. Right. Uh, if she did not think that there was enough of Christ in the sermon, she would again shout, get him up. And the preacher, if the preacher didn't get him up, he was in for a very long, hard day. John the Baptist would not allow the people to exalt him. Instead, he pointed people to Jesus. John's ministry was to get him up, right? And and, and indeed, that is the purpose of every faithful preacher is to exalt Jesus and get him up. And second, we learn that Jesus is the Christ, right? You know, the people wanted to talk about how great John was, but John responded by telling them that one who was far greater that that was coming and 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 this is the one who was far greater than john was the christ now john's argument for the great uh john's argument for for the greatness of jesus was by way of comparison you know um he said to the people you think i'm great but wait until you see jesus right then you will understand true what true greatness really is then you will know that Jesus is the Christ the only one who can deliver you and to redeem you so let's examine why John said that Jesus is the Christ up until then that that time uh, John you know uh, up, up until that time John was gr- the greatest of all men right he was the last of the Old Testament prophets. He was the greatest of all of the Old Testament prophets. He was having the greatest, he, he, was, he was having the greatest preaching ministry ever, right? He was having enormous crowds thronging to listen to his preaching. And yet John said he was not even worthy to perform the humblest act for Christ. This is how John put it to the people in chapter 3, verse 16a. I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The strap of the sandals I am not worthy to untie. In those days, it was customary for students to follow their teachers. In fact, that's what a disciple is, one who follows his teacher. Those disciples generally did not pay tuition, but but they did show their gratitude and commitment to their teacher by performing menial acts of service. A great teacher hardly had to do anything. His students did everything for him. Everything, that is, except for one specific act of service. An ancient, uh, an ancient rabbinical saying uh, put it this way, every service which a slave performs for his master shall a disciple do for his teacher expect, except for one thing, untie the strap of the sandals. It's crazy, right? See, John said that he was not even worthy to do that. He was not even worthy to untie the strap of the sandals. That was immeasurably worthy of Christ, right? But by comparison, John was saying that he was not just the lowest of the low, he was even lower. The people wondered whether John might be the Christ, but John told them that he was not, he did not even deserve to be Jesus' slave. John said to to the show, John said this to show of, of greatness of Jesus. You know, Jesus is so worthy of honor and worship that Even the greatest man on earth was unworthy to be a slave. But consider something even more amazing, right? Jesus is most worthy Christ. He's become our servant. Now you may recall, you know, on the night before his arrest, Jesus had a Passover meal with his disciples. You find that in John 13 verses one through 20 and Jesus and his disciples entered the room for a meal and no and and no one was willing to wash anyone's feet let alone Jesus' feet right perhaps the disciples were thinking of the uh the rabbinical saying that you know they they should not untie the strap of their their teacher's sandals in order to wash his feet but what happened Jesus took a basin of water and a towel and he started to untie the straps of the sandals of his disciples in order to wash their feet like just like a servant just like a servant you may remember that peter told jesus not to touch him but jesus insisted and this was a stunning reversal right jesus is so worthy that he would you know that he was so worthy that he would have done this you know, his disciples by honoring, by asking them to wash their feet. Instead, he washed their feet. He didn't even ask, right? And the reason why he did this was to prepare his disciples for his supreme act of service. The next day he went to Golgotha and died a horrible death on the cross in order to pay the penalty for their sins. Jesus is the Christ because he's supremely great and worthy. And we are extremely unworthy and God is marvelously gracious in saving us and allowing us to serve him and worship him. It's pretty awesome, right? Second, Jesus is the Christ because he is greater in his baptism. John put it this way in, in, in 16c. It, 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 he goes, he has this I baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, Right? The baptism of Jesus is greater than John's baptism because baptism, because John's baptism was with water is external, while the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire is eternal. You know, as commentator uh, Kent Hughes says, one can be only water baptized without being baptized. One can be only water baptized without being baptized with the Holy Spirit and vice versa water baptism can only wash the outside of the person baptism with holy spirit and fire cleanses the inside right you know i want you to note the language of this verse right jesus bapt baptizes with the holy spirit and fire there are not two baptisms but there's only one baptism which with two Complementary, complimentary, complementary aspects. Let's let's look briefly at that, each aspect. First, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in 16 being. What John, what did John mean when he said that, you know, Jesus would baptize the people with the Holy Spirit? The apostle Paul explains it to the Christian believers in 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For we we were baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given one Spirit to drink. Right, and that uh, that's out of the NIV anyway. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is references to the new birth, to the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit, given, giving us a new spiritual life. It incorporates it incorporates us into the body of christ making us children of god and co-heirs with christ let me ask you a question have you experienced baptism every christian does because of the holy spirit who makes the person a christian jesus sends the holy spirit into the person for whom he has died and paid the penalty and the holy spirit then regenerates the person gives him faith and repentance and begins to indwell him in order to sanctify him. John's baptism was external with water. Jesus' baptism was internal with the Holy Spirit. Jesus' baptism is greater. And second, let's look at Jesus will baptize with fire. John says that he will baptize you with fire in 16c. Remember, that's not a second baptism, right? Instead, it is a second aspect of one baptism by Jesus. Fire represents the ongoing work of cleansing in the Christian life. For example, Isaiah uh, chapter 4 verse 4 speaks of the cleansing of Jerusalem with washing and fire. Malachi uh, chapter 3 verse 1 describes the coming of John the Baptist by saying, Behold, I, I'll, I send a messenger and he will prepare the way for me. And then in verse two, he speaks of the cleansing work of Jesus that Jesus will do when he comes. Then he says this, but who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire and will, and, and like the, the fuller's uh, soap. In those days, the refiner's fire, right? Was an intense, what was intense in order to separate the cross from, uh, uh, separate the dross from the pure metal, right? And, and that Jesus does that in, by indwelling of the Holy Spirit in, in, in our Christian lives, right? He baptizes us with fire so he can purify and cleanse us in order to skim off the dross, right? Of disobedience and sin and, and makes us more and more like himself. John's baptism was external right he baptized those who claim to be repentant right but Jesus baptism is greater because he really does change those who have been born again he does not he does the internal work of ongoing change and purification and cleansing so that Christians look more like Jesus again I ask you have you experienced this baptism? And third, Jesus is the Christ because he is greater in his judgment, right? When people came to John's baptism, he did not know who was sincere when they said that they repented and wanted to be baptized by him. He said to the crowds that came out and baptized him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come." In chapter three, verse seven. You know, when the brush fire swept the wilderness and the vipers, you know, would would sense the heat and come out of their holes and flee from the approaching fire, John knew that people sensed the the approaching doom and he lacked the ability to see their hearts. (laughs) But Jesus lacks, but Jesus lacks no such discernment, right? He knows the heart of every individual. John said that Jesus in verse 17, his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor, to gather the wheat into the barn, but the chaff will be burned with unquenchable fire. John said that Jesus is the harvester who will toss the grain and chaff into the air with his winnowing fork. The the, the lighter chaff would be blown uh, off to the side by the wind, but the grain, which is heavier, will fall back to the ground, right? The grain, which represents true believers, will be gathered together safely into uh, into his barn. But the chaff, who represents non-Christians, will be sent uh, internal unending punishment in hell. You know, people don't want to hear this stuff but this is what the bible says guys right john could only warn of the coming judgment but jesus is greater because he was able to administer judgment of the people to every ungenerated person so having analyzed the testimony of john you know we should commit ourselves to jesus as the christ john was not the christ he he pointed people to christ to Jesus who is the Christ. Jesus is supremely good, uh, great one who alone is worthy. He sends the Holy Spirit to regenerate and sanctify those whom he died for. And, and, and he also is the one who will administer the judgment of God by sending unrepentant sinners to hell for all eternity. Is Jesus your Christ today? Is he your savior? If not, you're in terrible danger, guys. Turn to Jesus today and ask him to save you from the judgment that is to come. You know, people don't like to hear this preaching, but this is what the Bible says. So we have to understand that, guys. Anyway. Uh, guys, uh, if you would like to donate to Made Free Church, Idaho, uh, we, we, we are in need of some financial support. Uh, if you go to madefreechurch.org, go to madefreechurchidaho and scroll down all the way uh, to the bottom, you'll see a PayPal link and we could really, really use your financial help as well as your prayer. Uh, we need prayer help too, guys. So if 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 the Lord puts it on your heart to financially support us, you know, we are still short $1,000 to make everything happen, to do our launch and stuff like that. If you guys find it in your hearts to, to you know, to give, please do that, right? And please leave your your email address so we can send you a tax-deductible receipt. Amen? All right, guys. God bless you. You guys have a wonderful night. Pray for me as I'm at work. Um, and God bless you guys, man. You, you guys have been awesome. And we love you and we're praying for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this, this word, God. Thank you for, you know, the people that are watching, the people that are going to hear this on the podcast. Lord, we love you and we worship you in Jesus' name. All right, guys. God bless.